Hey, welcome to episode three of Team Babe. I'm Jason, and I'm Babe. And I'm Robin, and I'm Babe. What's happening, Babe? <laughs> I'm just hanging out, being cool. Wow, sweet. What are you doing? Same. Um, I can't believe we're already on episode three. Episode three of Team Babe. I know, it's crazy. We must have a lot to say. It's almost like we've been doing this for over a year or something like that. That's how it feels. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. Because it really has been more than a year. Right. But uh, yeah, we just have so much to say that, you know, three episodes is just kind of scratching the surface. Yeah. So um, what are we going to talk about today? We are going to talk about uh, how it came to pass that uh, you and I moved to the north coast of California, Humboldt County. Okay. In the year of our Lord. <laughs> yes. What would have been the year? Uh, this was, this was uh, 1998. Yeah. Right? Yep. End of 1998. Yeah. So um, we've already covered almost, well, two years, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about the band. Talked about uh, yep. getting together. Yep. Episodes one and two. So, yeah. So, at this point, uh, what's been going on? Well, I mean, you know, we've been, like, going to school, right? Going to community college. Right. And you turned 18. And I turned 18, right? Yeah. Adults. We're adults now. In the eyes of the law. Yeah. <clears throat> and That's uh, all that matters. Yeah. And uh, I always thought that the second... I turned 18, I would just be right out the door, but it took me six extra months <laughs> to get out, you know? Yeah. And I think actually... It's final stretch in county jail or whatever. Yeah. Family jail. Yeah. You were almost 19, so it obviously took you a little extra time, too. I was a little more comfortable with yeah. my living arrangements, and <laughs> I was less, uh, like, I had less of a fire under my ass to go anywhere. Yeah, although you, I mean, let's just be clear, you were still sharing a room with your little brother. <laughs> yeah, I was still sharing a room with my little brother, yeah. uh, probably playing drums in there, maybe. I yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, it was not ideal in my opinion, but, you know, you were just kind of like, okay, with, with waiting a little while. Yeah. So, um yeah, I, I knew I wanted to move out, but, like, we definitely didn't have our college arrangements figured out um, as far as leaving the community college we'd been at and then going on to a university, which was really what I was hoping to do. Yeah. Um, and I think you were, too. We were both kind of working on transferring, and um, that did not come together. <laughs> no. It was a long and winding road. Yeah, and it wasn't because we were bad students. No. Um, we were both pretty good students and we did a lot of work, but we just never really got there as far as, um, having the money or the wherewithal yeah. to get to that university, uh, step. Well, so what were you studying? So I was studying, um, art and photography and I wanted to get a, a BA in photography. And what, uh, were you working? Uh, yeah, I had been, I mean, off and on. I had worked at a sandwich shop. I had sold knives door to door. I mean, it had some really great jobs. And then, um, <laughs> and then I, um, I worked at the Shasta County Arts Council and, right. as an intern, which mm -hmm. I liked that job. Yeah, yeah. And you were 
Working at the newspaper. Yep, I was working at the local newspaper, writing obituaries, the police log, uh, little stories for special sections or editions every once in a while, but not not a whole lot. Yeah, you um, you did not love that job. I didn't, but it's like one of those things where looking back, like you learned so much stuff, or I learned so much stuff, you know. Yeah. In working that job and stuff that carried over to other things and you know, I'm still friends with a lot of people that I met and worked with at that job. So, right. It's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> My yeah. Facebook status with that uh, yeah, job, if I still had Facebook mm-hmm. would be, it's complicated. <laughs> so, um, so we're, we're kind of like at the end of the fall semester of 1998. And um, I knew that I had basically done the work to graduate with an AA. So like I knew I was done at Shasta college and um, I just needed a few more classes uh, under my belt in order to transfer. So I was like, well, I don't want to stay in Reading. What should I do? Originally, I thought about, well, I got to move to the university town, right, where right. I'm going to transfer to and get my photography degree. And what were the considerations there? Uh, what were the towns? For CSU, <laughs> for CSU, it was kind of limited. Because I wanted this specific major. Yeah, which was and again? Art? Photography. Photography. Which was Fullerton. Right. Or Stockton. And neither one of those were very appealing to me because I'd never spent any time in either place. And I just wasn't very, like, comfortable figuring that out by myself. <laughs> which was yeah. pretty much what I was doing. Right. And, you Not know. Not a whole lot of help from. No. No, my family, uh, they just weren't very literate with like how to go to college because nobody went to college. Right. (laughs) So I was not only two years younger than I should have been, you know, they kind of rushed through that. They were just unprepared and, you know, right. Not, not super like adamant about, oh, you should really go to college. You know, I was kind of like, what? Weren't some other options like a truck, a diesel truck mechanic, a <laughs> welder? Uh, didn't your mom like put put forth some really swell yeah. uh, uh, like career ideas? She did. She when I your dad did too, as, as oh, I recall. Yeah, he did. Uh, well, when I originally left high school at fifteen, she was very concerned that I would become a homeless person, mm. and she said, "Well, if you're going to go to community college, you really should get some kind of a certificate." And her suggestion was welding. Welding? Yep. Get a welding certificate, get a mechanic certificate, get a job anywhere. You don't have to be homeless. (laughs) Which, of course, I was like, there's no way in hell I'm going to spend any time taking any of these classes. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) And we compromised. And I took one computer class. Oh. Because she was convinced I didn't know how to use a computer. (laughs) <laughs> Even though you'd been like using computers since your dad started bringing home, like, yeah, since I was three, <laughs> my own computer. I don't know what, I don't know. She was just like, you got to have a skill. Yeah. So I took like how to use Word <laughs> and like, well, Word to your mother, Excel. Oh man, the <laughs> most boring class ever. But hey, you know, I passed on the day and she was happy. So. Oh man, yeah. And you, you were not homeless. It's so nope. funny because like she's directly in control of that, essentially, <laughs> at that point. Since you're 16, it's like, well, so you're so worried. So are you thinking about kicking me out? 
what's think, going on here? I think she just, you know, I'd had a lot of like really kind of, um, you know, those ideals you have when you're a teenager, mm. you know, where you're like, I don't need money, you know, yeah. I, I, I just need love, you know. Did like, you say stuff like oh, that? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, probably. Wow. I had a lot of romantic you know, uh, sort of like ideas at one point. She was trying to ground you by, you know, yeah. like, yeah, just bringing, bringing it, bringing it on home to like well, welding and diesel mechanicry. I or think whatever. that she actually thought because I didn't have a high school diploma uh, that I would not be hireable. She didn't understand that the equivalency yeah. thing was. I, I didn't drop out. I got, a, I got a test. You know, passed a test. Tested out. Yeah, yeah I tested out. Um, anyway, she was very concerned about all that. So. You know, at first, you know, she's like, what are you going to major in? I kind of played around with the idea of journalism, you know, mm. until I really figured out what that was. And I thought about psychology. I thought about, um, you know, I thought about art, you know, just straight up fine art. Um, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> things I never considered, which looking back would have been smart, were like um, business or marketing. Marketing. Or, you know, something along those lines. Yeah. Never, never passed through my head as an option ever. I was all about, I got to do something creative. You know, don't try to put me in a box. <laughs> I'm not going to work yeah. in an office. <laughs> but, but yeah, you saw like psychology or like. Yeah. What was the first one you mentioned? A journalism. Journal. Oh, well, yeah, I guess. I mean, in my mind, it was like, I'm going to be out on the front lines. You know, and where the actions at? Psychological, psychologically <laughs> battling uh, people and helping them, yeah, with their mind. But when I finally like looked at the catalog and figured out what a journalism and career actually, or a a journalism degree actually meant, mm -hmm. I was like, no, no, that's boring. Yeah, <laughs> pass. Hey, I'm sure you would have been good at that too. I would have carried over to what you're yeah. currently doing. Also. I, I probably could have done that. So yeah. Anyway, you had been taking classes, but I don't think you really had a degree in mind. I had nothing in mind. <laughs> I think journalism was on the list, oh, right? Know, yeah, the only thing, yeah, it was on the list, and I was technically a news intern, right. so I was supposed to, right. supposedly like you know pursuing getting a degree in journalism, so I could be a reporter or you know right. an editor or something like that, right? But um, yeah, I mean, the only thing that I really wanted to do, I think, was music at that point. Yeah. True. Um. And, uh, you know, so I was taking like day jazz band, and right. you know, stuff right. like that. And like, although you know. I don't think you ever said you want to be a music major per se. No, I didn't. Not at that time anyway. No, I never did. That's true. Which is kind of silly too. <laughs> yeah. I really didn't know what I wanted to do or, you know, if I wanted to like pursue going to a college. Right. Like going on and stuff like that. Right. So I was really unfocused. So um, I had just had this sort of tunnel vision about moving out right. and get out of Reading, right? So I, I don't know. It was like one of those things where I was like, where can we go? What can we do to solve this problem? I don't know how to move to Fullerton, which is, you know, L.A. Um, I don't know how to go to Stockton. I don't know anybody there. The only place we had really been together a few times was the North Coast. Right. And so that camping a few times, camping and yeah, day trips and whatever. Yeah. So this is 150 miles west of where we live, and um, very secluded. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize that at the time. It's a, <laughs> it's a beautiful place. 
It's great. Yeah, great, great place to visit. Yeah. Very beautiful, picturesque and stuff. And, like, we both spent time over there as kids and, you know, had right. fond memories of it. And then, like, went there together and had memorable trips, you know, there together and stuff. And there is a, like, state university. Right. So Humboldt. Humboldt, Humboldt state, state is there. And there's also a community college. Right. So this seemed like a good option. So I, you know, uh, over time, I just kind of figured this out. And I figured out how to register myself, you know, for this college that wasn't in my town. and Which, you know, this is before the interwebs. So it was a lot of like, oh, how Calling do I do that? And mailing and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I got that figured out. And, um, I just, you know, it was kind of, I think I just kind of told you, yeah, like we're going to move to the coast. And I don't know if you were like, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> or what? But at the time you didn't really say you didn't want to go to the coast. So no, I guess I was just like really agreeable along for the ride. You were along for the ride. With yeah. this thing. But yeah, I don't recall how that, how, or if that even came up, it just seemed like you probably, you know, just like swindled me into it. <laughs> Somehow. Well, he did some like jujitsu, you know, <laughs> and we're like, um, yeah, yeah, wouldn't it be great? Don't yeah. you just love? Don't you love it? Being on the coast and <laughs> living wouldn't that there? be fun? Because we just, yeah, we decided. I mean, that was going to happen. But I think it was really you. It was really me. I mean, I don't think we ever contemplated not being together right. when we moved out. I mean, I don't think that was an option, and so it was just kind of like a natural thing that we were going to figure out how to move out of our parents' houses and move in together. And so, um, yeah, we started making a lot of trips over there and trying to figure out an apartment and what could we afford. Of course, we didn't have jobs over there. I had basically um, sold off a bunch of stuff and sold my car that I had had. And my dad also had to sell his his van that was called Vanna White. Um <laughs> Which he was very upset about, mind you, um, to kind of finance this next year of college I needed to do. And wow. So that that was the Omni? No. No. The, uh, that Lincoln? Yeah. I just sold my Lincoln Continental. <laughs> my 1990. No longer. No. 1988 Lincoln Continental. No longer riding in the lap of luxury at that point. Uh, no. It was a death trap. <laughs> so... Um, I had like a little nest egg, basically, mm-hmm. of money. I might have had $5,000, something. Was it that much? Yeah. Huh. Because I was like, well, we're going to have to live off this. Mm-hmm. And I got to pay, you know, first month's rent, last month's rent. You know, all this stuff, right? Utilities, you know, yeah. whatever else. Now, in the meantime, my mom, as much as I don't think she really wanted me to move out, you know, she probably wanted me to live at home forever, you know? Yeah. She had bought me, I mean, a truckload of stuff, you know, yeah. furniture and what dishes. What do they call that? Like, when, like a hope chest yeah. or something, well, right? Well, the Your hope <laughs> chest was a friggin' U-Haul trailer. <laughs> yeah. 20 feet long, you know, or whatever, like a semi. Yeah. My was, hope semi. It was a lot of stuff. Now, in the meantime, you bought nothing. You had prepared oh, yeah. for no future. Nothing. Um, I don't need anything. I got drums. <laughs> I got a guitar. So you had a car. You had your truck. Right. This little dinky little truck. And you had a drum set. And you had about, you know, maybe one suitcase worth of clothes. And a mattress. A horrific. <laughs> horrific, horrible mattress. That oh, my God. When I came over to your house to move it, mm-hmm. I was, like, disgusted at how gross and old it was. So I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you've been... <laughs> 
sleeping almost. Like, what is wrong? For years, probably. Oh, yeah. I don't think... I mean, I think that might have been my grandpa's mattress. <laughs> did I ever tell you that? No. I don't even know if I did. I'm sure we discussed that, but... Wow, that's horrifying. <sighs> anyway, so I had a twin mattress. You had a twin mattress. We pushed those twin mattresses together and made a king-size bed. <laughs> mm, but where... Well, oh, we haven't got to that yeah, part yet. You jumped ahead. Oh, sorry. Well, first we threw all this crap in this U-Haul, you know. Yeah. So my parents, of course, you know, decided they would help us. So mm. they, they follow us over there to the coast. And, right. you know, I think my dad drove the U-Haul, U-Haul right? But So we decided to move to the coast and <laughs> yeah. we're like, we're going to move to a place we could afford. So we're like looking oh, at yeah. places and stuff, right? <laughs> and then we landed on... Fortuna. Fortuna, which is like how many miles away from the college where you're going to attend? <laughs> 30 miles south. Uh, Not 30. It's 30 the, like minutes. 30 round trip. No, 30 minutes one way. Yeah. No, it doesn't take that long. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. It does. I mean, it takes it takes 30 minutes from like, you know, nor, north of Eureka. Okay, maybe you're right. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so it's 15 minutes? Yeah, probably 15 minutes. South? Uh, yeah, south of Eureka. Okay, but let's just put this in perspective. When you go over there and you visit the tourist area of this North Coast region, it's Trinidad, right? I mean, and Eureka, but really if you're going to go to the beach, you're going to enjoy all this beautiful landscape, that's Trinidad. And that is north, like more than 30 miles from Fortuna. Fortuna is a little farm town, which is, has a main street, and it has about, I don't know, 700 people that live there or something. It's, I think it's a little bigger than that, but it's tiny. And, you know, it's it's really not on the on the beach, per se. You know? Oh, no, it's far inland. Yeah, Remember, it's, it's like sunny Fortuna. Like, it's sunny because it's too far away from the beach to have fog. <laughs> yeah. It's like on the Eel River, so it's like far, like I don't know, maybe probably ten miles from actually the the coast and stuff. And so, like, it stayed sunny there. Yeah, that was like one of its big selling points. But also, the biggest selling point was it was the only place we could find to rent <laughs> that we could afford. <laughs> that we could afford. And how much was it? Three hundred and fifty a month. Three fifty. That included utilities and trash. That's right. And that seemed like that was scary. Yeah, that was that was a big We're commitment. Like, oof. Yeah. Oof. One bedroom, one bath. Hor- horrible. It was horrible. Horrible. It was like this old uh, Victorian. Sorry, was it? No, it was like a flop house or something. It was right? a whorehouse. Whorehouse. It was a an flop old house. Yeah, it was an old yeah. like Western whorehouse that they converted into a Four. fourplex. Yeah. Yeah. So two downstairs and two upstairs units. We were in the top uh, right unit as you went up the stairs or whatever. Right. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was our first place, man. It had, uh, like, kind of, um, like, uh, dark green, dark green? <laughs> uh, sh- like, shag carpet. Oh, it was, it was like a lawn. It was so shaggy. It was, like, three inches long, like the carpet fibers. That is amazing. Who thought that was a good idea? Well, me, of course. Ever. No, no. I mean, like, the carpet designers. Oh, oh. Like, let's get some stuff down here that can really trap some filth. I really don't know. At some point, having long um, carpet was luxurious. Yeah. 
Because it costs more money. Like if it gets dirty, you just rip it up and put new <laughs> stuff on. Like Don know. Draper or something. Like, oh, oh, I don't know. I but spilled wine again. <laughs> right. Just rip it up. Yeah. Throw it away. Yeah, just put new crap it down. But this was, um, you know, like when you go into the place, it had been remodeled in different eras. Right. So it, there was a bathroom added onto it that was never meant to be there and right. was sloping to one side. And there was this tiny little kitchen that had the smallest oven I've ever seen in my life. That must have been from, I don't know, the 50s or something. It had this terrible fake wood paneled walls that was obviously 70s and had like 8 billion holes in it from all the people that had hung up all their sad little Bob Marley posters or whatever. (laughs) And then they had this awful green shag carpeting and... um. You know, just the cheapest linoleum ever. Yeah. And then these lovely drapes that were uh, white and they were like... Were they super heavy? Yeah. Like insulated. <laughs> insulated drapes. And... Um, oh, a t- like a T-bar false, uh, false ceiling. Yeah. So those fake like office ceilings. That, yeah. That was what we had. Mm. But no overhead lighting. Right. And then some old radiator, you know, unit. That had been there from probably the 30s. I mean, and it also had the original wallpaper in the hallway from the flop house. So we're going back. I think that thing was built in like early 1900s. Yeah. So really old. Had the old stained glass door, you know. So uh, uh, Ninth Street. That was creepy. Yeah, Ninth Street. Yeah, it was creepy. Yeah, it sounded so... Other, other creepy aspects yeah. um, were the uh, the apparition-like um, uh, like little breeze that would blow the uh, shower curtain oh, yeah. into your legs and, and torso, <laughs> basically your whole body while you're trying to take a shower. I don't know where that breeze came from, but there must have been a friggin' hole... You know where that uh, where the wall was like sloping down. Yeah, they like stuck a, a shed on stilts, <laughs> essentially, <laughs> onto the side of a whorehouse, mm-hmm. and that was the bathroom, <laughs> complete yes. complete with shower. I recall us trying to take a shower together in that shower. Do oh you remember that? God. I'm. Do you uh, remember how romantic that was? <laughs> I don't. Well, I can only. <laughs> I don't remember. I probably blocked that out. But I can only imagine, like you know, that uh, just that shower curtain alone trying to like, <laughs> <laughs> like embrace yeah. you. Like um, we're not small people, so yeah. it, it was a little tight. It in didn't there. work. It didn't it did, work well. No, it didn't work well. In fact, it was so tight in there. I don't even think we had got any water in between us. <laughs> Only one person can get water. Only one person. So it's like shimmy around. Try to. No, you'd have to step out. Like if you wanted to switch sides, somebody had to step out. Anyway, so that was one uh, frightening uh, aspect. Uh, The other was the raccoons who ate your chickens (laughs) that you that you put in the backyard. Uh, We had a real interesting downstairs neighbor. Yeah, 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 and uh, he was. uh, Home chicken. Yeah, he was home chicken. And he was a a real interesting guy that he was funny, but he also had schizophrenia. And uh, he scared the shit out of me. Like the first time I encountered him, uh, you know, you weren't home. I'm there by myself, like washing dishes. Had a back door that went out to this like porch area, right? The hell is screen? Screen on it? 
Yeah, but I think the door was shut, but it had a window. Mm-hmm. And I'm just standing there by the door washing the dishes. And like all of a sudden I look over, there's just this guy like standing in front of the window of the door, <laughs> like looking at me and like waving. But he's just standing there staring at me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, oh my God, who the fuck is that? <laughs> That's old chicken. Anyway, he's like, hey, uh, you know, so like I finally opened the door and he's wearing like monster slippers. You know, the kind with the toes and stuff. Like Frankenstein? Yeah. You know, like they're big furry, like like big bird feet, you know, but they're like <laughs> monster slippers. Oh, my God. Like kids would wear. <laughs> and then uh, he's smoking a cigarette and he's like, hey, uh, do you need some help with the dishes? I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I sure don't. I'm good, dude. <laughs> uh, thanks. And he was like, well, can I come in and hang out? I was like, no. Uh Maybe I'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> you know, and so anyway, as time went on, we realized he was harmless. But yeah. he, um, and he was a very friendly neighbor that was constantly showing up and be like, hey, uh, you got any stamps? <laughs> what are you guys up hey. to? You got change for the laundromat or whatever? There were no, no hookups in this place either, right? No, no. Yeah. Anyway, he'd lived there forever. I mean, yeah. he'd lived there for like 12 years or God, something. God, he might crazy. still be living there. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. But. Um, anyway, we ended up spending a lot of time with him. And, uh, you know, he had this clock. This is my favorite part about him. He had this Marlboro cigarette clock because he had smoked so many packs that he managed to turn those barcodes in for like the most expensive item, which was probably that clock. <laughs> And he had ripped the hands off of the clock, and it just said, um, time for another cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> like, had he written it on yeah. there? Yeah. With Sharpie. <laughs> time for another cigarette. Forget about what time it is. It's uh, just time, time for another yeah. cigarette. Hey, it's Marlboro time. <laughs> it's it's Mar- Marlboro country, yeah. baby. It's Marlboro time. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. He was he was like a collector of other things too. I remember he had yeah. like collections and like tons of memorabilia and oh, stuff yeah. like that. He got it, you know, thrift stores like on the walls and around in little. You it know. was pretty packed in there. Yeah. <laughs> so now all this time, right, that we've been in Fortuna. Yeah. Now keep in mind when my parents moved us over there, they spent the night, the first night. Remember that? And they slept on our like pull-out couch or some crazy thing. Mm. Oh. Anyway, they finally left and went home. And it was like, okay, like, it's just after Christmas, right? We're just getting into the new year. So we're getting into 1999. And, you know, school hadn't started yet. We don't have jobs. We're like going, okay, we're going to have to, like, that's priority number one. Yeah. Get a job. Get jobs. Get a job. And we started finding out really fast that it was, like, really hard to get a job. Mm-hmm. Like, it was bleak. Yeah. Like, not just in Fortuna, but the entire North Coast. Yeah. And we were kind of starting to get a little desperate, right? And so the school semester started. I still didn't have a job. But I went and started my classes at College of the Redwoods. Mm-hmm. And... um that left you home alone without a job, which at the time I was like, oh, this is perfect. Like you can just play drums and, you know, go to the beach and just have a good old time while I'm at school. Yeah. But I don't think that's what was happening. Yeah. I mean, I did all that stuff, but I was not having a good time. 
<laughs> that was the part that I forgot about. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, I remember it like, uh, like that two or three week period feeling like about three or four months. Yeah. Cause it's like my first time kind of just being on my own, doing my own thing. I don't have really have any friends who live right. over there. Right. I don't either. We don't know anybody. No. We, yeah. Brian. Our neighbor. That's it. <laughs> I think yeah. I asked Brian cause I wasn't 21. I asked Brian to like buy me beer or something like that. Right. Like for new year's Eve. And he's like, Oh, <laughs> Because <laughs> he didn't realize I wasn't 21 or whatever. He's like, oh, yeah, sure, home chicken or something like that. Like, Probably thought we were having a party together. <laughs> yeah, he might have. I don't remember what we did. I don't either. Yeah, probably not much. It was like We a, didn't have TV. Oh, no, we had no TV. So we had no computer, no TV. Yeah, this was like pre-internet. Yeah, no internet. At least like widespread and like, let's go surf the web. No. That was yeah. not really happening. We, magazines, um, books. We had magazines, books. We I had, had drums. Boombox. Boombox. That was kind of it. Yeah. Yeah. We was like really bare bones and we were really isolated. Yeah. <laughs> On this little Fortuna Island. Like, yeah. Like, so if you wanted to go see a movie, you know, there was, there was a theater in Fortuna, but it showed like one movie. I remember The Matrix. It was scary in there. It was playing, and it was scary. And there was, like, the ceiling obviously leaked, right? Oh, it was bad. Yeah. So bad. Um, like, I think it had been, like, a porn theater. Yeah. And then they, like, converted it back to, like, playing regular, regular kinds of movies yeah. or whatever. I actually don't think I ever went in there, but I remember you telling me about it. Oh, I went in there a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you watched The Matrix, like, 14 times or something? I went and watched uh, Ed TV. Oh. Like, four times. I was just desperate. <laughs> just like you came from having like MTV on all day at the house or whatever, like when you were there. Yeah. Or your mom would, you know, watch. Like oh, the TV. I mean, the TV's on all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, but we purposefully did not get a TV. I mean, we certainly could have yeah. had one, and we yeah, were we like, were being nope, hardcore, man. No TV for us. Thank you very much. That's right. And because uh, we were like, we're gonna do this right. Also, I don't think we wanted to pay for it, so it's like, yeah. Oh, we could have had rabbit ears. I'm um, sure. But yeah, so we didn't pay for that, but we paid to like go to the movies. Like a in lot. Fortuna. A except lot. I never did that. And and uh Eureka. Right. A lot. We seeing such a wonderful films as uh <laughs> uh was it a shark one? Shark? Shark Attack Three oh, or something like right. that. I think it had like Samuel oh, L. Jackson yeah. in it. What's oh, that yeah. called? No, we went and saw the Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. The new Horrible episode one. Phantom Menace. Yep. And we saw Eyes Wide Shut. And oh, yeah. we saw all kinds of stuff. We saw everything that came out because mm -hmm. there was like nothing else to do. So um I I managed to like after I don't know, I want to say it was a month or six weeks, I managed to get a job at a nonprofit. I think it helped. I worked at a nonprofit, just an office job, part time. Um how'd you find that? I just in the newspaper, you know, one ounce. And just applied. Just applied. I applied a bunch of places. Yeah. They're the only place that called me. Mm -hmm. And you applied everywhere too. I remember we were like, oh, you can just work at the newspaper. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. They're like. Because I wasn't going to school and they didn't have any internships right. available. Right. No paid internships. And it was, it was like, hey man, we've hired everybody that we're going to hire for the next 20 years. Like, yeah. good luck to you. Yeah. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah. 
Like it's a really depressed job market there. So, so where did you end up working? <laughs> <laughs> so I like the only place I got a callback or interview at was KFC in, in Fortuna, Fortuna, which was great. Very convenient <laughs> because, it, you know, I could ride your broken bicycle there mm. or walk there. Um, it was like probably a half a mile away, maybe yeah. a mile. Yeah. Cause your car broke down. So, oh, that's why you're riding my bike. My truck. Yeah. What did it end up needing? Because we got it going. Oh, yeah, that's right. I (laughs) forgot about that. But it was going to be like big bucks or something. So we couldn't fix that for a while. Right. So you were riding my like, my little like 10 speed, whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. So the the real kicker at all this was I'm going to school in the day, right? I got day classes and then I'm going to work. And you are working the night shift at KFC. Yeah. So about... Cooking. I had the prestigious cook's job because like, I don't know, they needed a cook and... Yeah. I guess I was qualified (laughs) since (laughs) I'd never cooked anything before. But Um, man, you get into that KFC system, (laughs) the colonel will teach you right. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, this was like two months in to be in there, right? Did it take two months for me? It was, yeah, yeah, after my birthday, I think, when I got a job. Yeah. And for me, too. I mean, it took us both a good six weeks, two months to really get hired. January was rough. It was rough. Get a paycheck, you know, all that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, we just kind of were trying to survive. So there wasn't like a whole lot of thought about, should we have moved here? I right. think it was just kind of like, well, we're just going to make those work. Yeah, just swimming. Yeah. And we didn't, you know, and I have to say, we didn't ask our parents to bail us out. We just lived off that money mm-hmm. that I had. I remember, yeah, your parents sending you more money at some point. They sent me money for school mm-hmm. so I could register for my classes. Right. Yeah. Buy books. They paid for that. Mm-hmm. Which I appreciated. And um, they get you a phone or something like that? No. A cell phone? I think they did. I didn't have a cell phone. Yeah. No. I had a home phone that was wave-shaped. At some point, you <laughs> you had a cell phone and it, your parents bought it for you while we were on the coast, pretty sure. I don't, I don't recall that. <laughs> <laughs> you Maybe. had to have it because you were like driving from Eureka to Fortuna in the night or something like that. Oh, it's like a safety measure. I think that was like I borrowed uh, my dad's phone. I don't think I actually had my own until mm. later. But oh, okay. yeah. But yeah, there was a whole bunch of driving back and forth. And so in this in this time, right, we are talking about, I mean, we've been talking about it for a while, maybe like a year about getting married. Oh, yeah. Right. But we're like, well, we're not going to call our families up and say, oh, hey, we're going to get married and we don't have any jobs. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we had to get jobs. We had first. to get jobs before we could even talk about it because uh, yeah. we didn't want them to laugh. Mm-hmm. Ha ha ha. <laughs> you um, idiots. Stupid kids. And so um, I think we had already decided to get married maybe before we got jobs. Do you remember how that worked out? <sighs> well, I like, I. I didn't want to. (laughs) (laughs) That's correct. (laughs) (laughs) My main objection to getting married uh, was having a wedding. Yes. Where I would have to have people there looking at me. That is correct. And get my picture taken. And wear a suit. And wear a suit. 
I was very anti all of those things. You're like, I'm not doing it. Not, not doing it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So like, yeah, we talked about it a lot, but I don't think we had decided, yeah, we're doing this or whatever. And then like we got jobs and things kind of smoothed out as the winter kind of closed up and we got into spring or whatever. I mean, it's so crazy how fast, <laughs> like how many things happened and all, yeah. everything that was going on at the same time. Yeah. Um, because like in, we got married in June. <laughs> <laughs> now, mind you, we hadn't said anything till February. Yeah. The end of February. Right. So it was March probably. <laughs> But I, I remember, like, we went on a walk, or yeah. you know, our little walking route, which like took us up this hill, and it was pretty. Mm-hmm. It was a nice. We walk around the neighborhood. Nice loop. Yeah. Um, and I like proposed to you. Yeah. You know, with no ring or anything. I think, yeah. Right. Yeah. So it was like more kind of a formality. Like I think we knew that was going to happen or whatever, and we knew we were going to get married. But I, you yeah. know, I'd been like fighting it because I didn't want to get my picture taken. <laughs> You know, very, very adult. Well, you know, it's funny because I was like busy adulting. So we talked about it a bunch after we moved in together. You know, when we had nothing to do, I'm sure mm-hmm. it came up quite a bit. Yeah. And I finally, I think I finally said, you know what? If you want to get married, you should just tell me. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't want to keep talking about this. Yeah. You know, I just kind of like put the ball in your court. I was like, you know, I want to yeah. get married. So let me know if you want to get married. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> So at this point, we've been together for two years. Yeah. Just over two years. Yeah. So, yeah. So you did. And I think that was why you kind of did that formality instead of us just talking about it. Mm-hmm. I think you felt the pressure to to do it in that way. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I have to ask you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's you know. what should happen anyway. Yeah. But it was like, you know, we just, you just asked me and I said, well, yeah. And so then we walked home. <laughs> I mean, like, it was very, like, casual. Yeah, maybe we had, we made like a special burrito or something that night. (laughs) We put extra cheese on the burrito that night. Extra uh, (laughs) El Yacateca or whatever. Oh, gosh. Wow, yeah, we celebrated in style, I'm Mm. sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, so um, then I think we decided to get married in June because that was six months from our dating anniversary, which is January 4th. January 4th, June 4th. Right. So that sounds good. About six months in between those two. January and June, they both start with J's on Mm -hmm. the 4th. That just makes total sense, right? Totally makes sense. I mean, it was only four months worth of planning, which in my mind, I never planned a wedding. So I was like, that's plenty of time. Oh, yeah. What do you need? (laughs) I don't know what we were like picturing at this point, but it sure... Well... Turned into... It sure turned into more than we were picturing. So I think I was originally picturing us sort of, you know, two hippie lovers, like barefoot, you know, like Mm. wearing our um, flower wreaths and... um, Like a hobbit wedding or something. Yeah, getting married outside and, you know, with like 15 people and Mm -hmm. then that was it. It was going to be really simple. (laughs) That's not how it turned out. You know, it's impossible. Like when I think about this, it's impossible to think about uh, like all of the things that were happening at the same time. (laughs) Here are some of the things that were happening at the same time that we planned the wedding, had these jobs. Right. And we're working all the time and doing all this stuff. Right. I started playing soccer. Right. On this like adult league team that this crazy guy put together from Fortuna. Yep. Like I responded to... Um. 
like a flyer or something like that. Called this dude up. Bill Melanowski. Okay, we'll get back to that. (laughs) 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 That's one crazy thing. So there's the jobs. And what else? Oh, yeah. So I become friends with this Bill Melanowski. And in in addition to like playing soccer a lot and practicing every week and playing on the weekends and stuff like that, uh, we also started fishing together. Right. And because he was uh, he was uh, showing me the uh, the wealth and bounty of the sea in Humboldt County, and like he was obsessed with um with getting out to the Cape, the Cape of Mendocino, which is like about a forty five minute uh, drive south. Out, yeah, like southwest. You know, out to like it. It literally is the uh, westernmost point in the lower for the contiguous like 48 states um you know now mind you hardcore when you say when you said to me i'm going to go out fishing with bill (laughs) well here's what i was picturing (laughs) well we lived about 15 minutes from the beach Mm -hmm. first of all i was like well they're probably just going out to the beach to go fishing like from the shore or something yeah or maybe they're going up to eureka and they're just going to fish off up here i didn't give you those details huh oh no and I didn't even know Just this. Just go fishing. I didn't know this guy even had a boat. So you never mentioned a boat. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, they couldn't be going out on a boat. So I'm picturing all these places where you go fishing. Now, like, you didn't have a phone. And not only that, but this place you went to, even if you have a phone now, it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> You're totally screwed. Cape Mendocino is, like, super remote. And this place we were trying to get to was Devil's Gate. Bill was obsessed with the ling cod that could be had from the the uh, um, the waters of Devil's Gate, which is like these two rocks that are like maybe, <laughs> I don't know, a quarter of a mile off of the beach or whatever. Right. But like, yeah, so it's I didn't, crazy. I didn't know Bill, first right. of all. All I knew was you, you were a soccer coach. So I'm thinking, well, somebody that's a soccer coach, you know, they're going to be kind of an upstanding sort of, you know, yeah. together individual, you know, since they're coaching like adults and everything. And uh, I'm making all these assumptions. See all this trust? I just had all this trust, right? (laughs) So you go out and go fishing, and then you come back and tell me about your fishing trip. And I'm just like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, we drove 45 minutes to this place in the middle of nowhere. And Bill has this boat. And we went out on the boat. We never went fishing off the boat. We never actually went on the boat. That Uh, first time? No, we never got the boat out on to the cape. Oh, you said it was too choppy. It was always too choppy. Yeah. He was waiting for the the thing was he would call me up in the morning and be like, "Bruh." <laughs> <laughs> you could hear Sports Center running in the background, you know, Sammy Sosa is like hitting home runs or whatever. Um, it's like, "Bruh, it's going to be flatter than the motherfucker out on the cape." <laughs> <laughs> I could just pick it like even like saying that now I can picture like how wild eyed he would get when he would think about how flat it was going to be out there on the Cape or whatever. So this was all based on the temperature and the wind or whatever. And he was checking the buoys <laughs> offshore, like calling some, you know, number for the uh, weather service, you know, and like getting all these details. Well, every time we made it out to the Cape, it was howling like a motherfucker. <laughs> what a shock. <laughs> That's why they must call it Devil's It was white capping. Yeah, that must be. Because, yeah. yeah, it must be the entranceway to the choppy, horrible, like, riptide area of the coast. 
Yeah, so we never actually made it. Thank God we never actually made it out onto the Cape. Now, you may be asking yourself as you're hearing this story, if this guy had a fishing boat, then why did the water have to be so flat? (laughs) Because it was a a small uh, 16-foot like uh, river aluminum boat. Uh, Not seaworthy. And it was powered by this really kick-ass half-horsepower Sears... (laughs) (laughs) Sears outboard or whatever. And, like, the times we did actually get it out on the water, which was in Trinidad Bay... That is smooth. We fished out there. It was smooth. It was fine for that. But we would get down into these areas where all of a sudden we're seeing big, like, you know, the swell is is coming up. So, like, we're being pushed into the reef or whatever, and the waves are actually starting to get ready. So it's like a couple times he's like, oh, we got to get the motor started and get out of here. (laughs) And it's like two minutes later, we're basically just clearing this area and... (laughs) rollers are starting to actually break like where we were because the thing is so friggin' slow it takes like you know yeah two minutes to move like (laughs) 50 feet or whatever it's crazy so you know i didn't know this at the time i didn't know this boat was so small yeah so you keep going out with him i mean you went out in wetsuits you went abalone diving yeah you went fishing wing cod fishing from the shore you know from the rocks and stuff yeah you're going out and uh you know Trinidad Bay and I think Humboldt Bay too. And, um, you know, it's like there's, it's known for its sharks and whatnot. And okay. Yeah. And so this whole time I am picturing basically the boat from Jaws, like this guy's got a fishing boat, fishing boat. Legit. Okay. And so then, you know, I finally get to know this guy. And first of all, I'm like, okay, this guy's been drinking. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, that's red flag. Number one for me. I'm like, Mm, going out with some guy that's been drinking all day on the boat. I'm thinking that might be dangerous. So I'm like making these sort of like checklists in my mind of like what we're going to talk about later. Right. And then months pass or whatever. And we get invited to go camping with them Yeah, on a fishing trip to devil's gate. Yeah. So I finally get to go out and experience this whole thing like firsthand with my own eyeballs and it's dark when we get there. Right. It's okay. dark. We go down to the beach. Um, this, like, long story short, this beach is covered in ticks. The dogs have ticks all over them. The tents have ticks all over them. I'm just like, oh, God, like, why would you want to be out here? So then I can't even see. Like, by the time I got out there, I couldn't even see this Devil's Gate. I couldn't see it anything. Dark. It was just dark. And there's no lights. I mean, there's nothing out there. And so in the morning... After our tent had blown down and all the ticks blew away or whatever, uh, I finally see this boat, which is on a trailer, mm-hmm. which is behind this guy's you know, truck or whatever. And I was like, that's not the boat like you guys have been going out fishing in, right? <laughs> You're like, yeah, that's his boat. I'm like, I'm like, this isn't any bigger than like my rowboat that I had on my parents' pond. Yeah. You know, this yeah. is not a seaworthy vessel. I'm just like like totally livid mm-hmm. like at that moment you know right. i just feel like man you've been pulling the wool over my eyes and this guy has been putting your life in danger <laughs> just like this is so coming to an end have a, <laughs> have a beer man <laughs> so anyway Chill out. 
Yeah. Oh, would. so that you looked at the boat, then you probably looked at the where we were. Oh, I did. I looked out at the Devil's Gate finally in the morning light, and I'm like seeing all these craggy rocks, and oh, yeah. you know, it's like danger. Do not enter. You know, like it's, it's just like totally just, heinous. It's like why would you want to go there? You have to get. You would have to get out past this horrendous like shore break. And nobody's gonna get out there in that little boat. So no wonder he was so obsessed with the weather. Yeah. Anyway, it all it all clicked into place, and I was just like, "You're never, ever going back on that boat." <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, "You understand? Like, I would have had no idea where you were. You could have been at the bottom of the ocean, and I've, and people have been like, where should we look?' And I've been like, "I don't even Devil's know. Gate, the Cape of Mendocino." <laughs> It only stretches like 300 miles to the Ah. south. So I digress, but that was the end of your fishing. (laughs) That was the end of my Devil's Gate expeditions. Yeah. Except for maybe a few more like just shore fishing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It was beautiful. Crazy out there. Oh, yeah. to go back. Strange place. Yeah. The Petrolia. Yeah. The mouth of the the Matol River. Yeah. It's worth worth going out there and seeing it if you're out that way. Mm Mm-hmm. yeah, so, oh, yeah, and Bill was the soccer coach and stuff, so we played all these soccer games, too. So, I don't know. I was doing a lot of stuff with Bill. I was working this crappy job, man. That was terrible. Like, closing and cleaning up every night and stuff like that and coming home just, sm- like, smelling like fried chicken, like, feet wet from hosing Ugh. down the floor, like, spattered terrible. in flour. And it was terrible. Like, yeah, it was really bad. It was but just... But they, lo- they totally oh, loved they me. they loved you. They've promoted you to manager. Yeah. I was like um, a shift manager and cooking. The people that you worked with came to our wedding. Yeah. Like they loved you. Yeah. Yeah. But it was such a dead end job and mm-hmm. it was such a grueling, gross job. And it was just in this place where, you know, there was maybe like two other fast food restaurants, you know? Yeah. So again, this just desolation kind of environment. And, you know, there was like a Safeway. Yeah. And... A feed store. There's like a sporting yeah. goods store. Yeah. Couple a couple grocery stores. Yeah, there was a few like bars, a, but we couldn't go to bars. Couldn't go to bars. <laughs> we weren't old enough to go to bars. Right. There was golf. I mean, it was really just an old the the funny thing about it, and then looking back on it now, is like, you know, the North Coast is known for all these like hippy dippy, you know, like weed smoking, like, you know, liberals, right? Mm-hmm. But Fortuna is this little pocket. Of like ag-minded conservative Republicans that drive trucks mm-hmm. and right and all those retired and folks shoot and their stuff. guns and golf on the weekends and it's like we just moved to another Reading that was like one twelfth the size of Reading <laughs> <laughs> and it takes way fucking longer than oh. than we recalled or we ever would have thought to get up to Eureka or right. Arcata or anywhere right. that's actually. A like more where you would want to spend some time. Yeah. Like for younger people that right. are looking for something to do. <laughs> yeah. So we, oh. yes. No, no, go ahead. So, so anyway, as, as this time passed and maybe we're getting to April ish, May ish, we're starting to kind of go, yeah, this, this kind of sucks, you know, but we're also just like, so focused on the wedding happening just trying to get to that, figure that out, get that done, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think we kind of just put the blinders on. To... I'm also trying to uh, play music. Yeah. So you had, you know, you had your drum set up in our apartment. And I got to the point where I could sleep through your drum practicing. 
I was obsessively practicing. Yeah. And it was amazing that I could actually practice there. I know. Too, because there's like, what, uh, did were all the units filled? Yeah. So there's four different units. Yeah. And I'm just smacking the shit out of my drums every day, like playing yep. along to the police or like. Yep. For hours. I mean, yeah. for hours every mm-hmm. day. Nobody complained. It was no. weird. Everybody was super cool. Yeah. It was crazy. Um, but you really wanted to put together, you wanted to either play in a band. Yeah, I wanted to play with some people. So I put right. like an ad up at the music store in uh, Fortuna and then another one in Eureka, maybe one in Arcata too. I can't remember. And I got, uh, you know, I got like a call from this dude. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, John Brown. Yes. Right. But John, John Hob- Hobart. Hobart. Hobart Brown of yeah. Ferndale. Of Ferndale, who ended up being, um, like the founder of Ferndale's son, basically, or whatever, <laughs> and was like a super weird dude. Yeah. So if you um, know Ferndale, if you've ever been there, there's the Hobart Gallery. And they're the family that is the founders of Ferndale. And the, uh, was that kinetic sculpture yeah. race and all that stuff? Yeah. That so basically everything that happens in Ferndale kind of comes from these people. Mm-hmm. They're very strange though. Yeah. And that was a, that was a really interesting little episode there. But yeah, he called me up cause he like, um, you know, saw the influences I listed on the thing, you know, I'm drummer looking for, looking to play with people here are my influences, you know, the police, Sting, uh, I don't know, Led Zeppelin, Stuntable Pilots, blah, 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 blah. A few like, uh, you know, Nine Inch Nails probably like, I don't know, I listed something that was more industrial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I get a call from this dude, John Brown. Um, and uh, we have him, he, like he comes over and brings some like, tapes and stuff of some of his music and like plays it for for us did he bring his girlfriend yeah yeah he brought his girlfriend his girlfriend (laughs) slash sex slave or something (laughs) like that i don't know (laughs) captive something was not right um yeah because he was like probably late 20s or early 30s i think yeah right he was far older than us and this girl that that he was dating yeah or whatever so he plays his music and his music is kind of interesting. It's kind of, I kind of thought it was cool. Like yeah. it, it, it sounded well, it's good. Well, professional. And, and he's like, awesome, man. We'll like listen to this stuff and give me a call and like we'll get together and like I'll show you my studio and show you my house and stuff like that or whatever. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so we, we had had these people over. You just said, oh yeah, some, some guy that's interested in playing music is going to come over. Yeah. And so I think they came over and maybe we gave them a drink or something. I can't remember what, but they definitely like stayed too long. (laughs) It was like one of those things, you know, Uh like, okay, these people ever going to leave. And the whole time I was just kind of like, like red flag alert. Like there's something wrong. There's just something really wrong with these people, but I couldn't really like, they didn't do anything. Yeah. It was just my gut telling me. Something's, oh, wrong, something's up. I had none of that. Yeah. You were like, I don't know what you're talking about. They were perfectly nice. Like, don't be such a weirdo. I was like, don't bring them back over here. <laughs> you were like, you're so mean and judgmental. I was like, <laughs> I don't care. Like, they're just something's up. You're so, so right. <laughs> so, so yeah, we go over to his place. Right. His house or whatever. Right. And, um, like, it is, he lives at the friggin' 
like residence, which is above the museum. Right. Basically, it's like a blacksmith shop and museum and, and gift it's a, shop or whatever. It's a gallery on the bottom. Gallery. And then it's um, a Victorian apartment upstairs. Right. That is like, they do like walkthroughs of. Yeah, it's a historical landmark. Right. <laughs> And so we get to this place and we knock on the door and like, go, go in. He comes down and gets us. We go in, go upstairs. And it's like this crazy, like big open room and this huge stone fireplace and stuff like that. Oh, and there's but like you forgot some, about all the stuff that was on the stairs. What was on the stairs? Was, <laughs> was there like <laughs> taxidermy? I can't yeah. Remember. Yeah. So yeah. like we're at the bottom of the stairs and I keep in mind because it's such an old building, the stairs are like at a 90 degree angle, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, it's like, like a, a ladder, almost, yeah. This is a su- super long staircase, mm-hmm. and so he like opens the door and he's talking about the gallery, and then I like look past his shoulder or whatever. I'm like looking up at the top of the staircase, and there are all these like creepy ass like you know taxidermy owls and you know like Psycho, you know where there's all this taxidermy everywhere, just like from floor to ceiling. I was all. <laughs> Like, what? I'm just like, yeah, cool, man. Music. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's I'm get all, murdered. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. So, like, we go up these stairs and we get to the top of the stairs, and I'm like looking at all these like dead animals. I'm just like, oh, dude. It's like what the Adams family in here. And I think he took us through the portion where it's did. like there's a little walkthrough and he they had did. like a mannequin set up <laughs> like with a Victorian attire on or something. Oh, man. There so were, creepy. There was even a mannequin in the bed. I mean, it, it was like it was so creepy. It was beyond creepy. Like, My palms are getting a little sweaty right now <laughs> thinking about it. They didn't at the time. I was like, cool. You're like, oh, wow. You got this historical museum. Like, wow. wow this is awesome. really cool, man. I'm all. This is not creepy at all. I'm like looking for like exits. I'm all. <laughs> Can I jump out of this window? Will I die on the plate glass? <laughs> Can it, will I break my legs if I make it to the street? So then we come into the room that's got the fireplace and all this. And, you know, it's just a living room, but there's just kind of like these random weird people sort of laying around. and Yeah, like an old like witch looking lady yeah. in the, sitting in the corner. Yeah. Like, just kind of not saying anything. And mm-hmm. there's like little cupboard doors that sort of don't go anywhere and you know like a super ancient refrigerator that looked like you put ice in it i mean anyway like again it just looked like vampires live there yeah and then go down this hallway and here's a studio yeah and the studio was like actually probably the most modern sort of nicest area of the house Mm -hmm. was super tiny yeah and uh, we go in there, and he's got this giant mixing board and all this stuff in there. And I was like... <sighs> Computer and stuff right. like that. So he's like, like, here, let me show you how I make all this you know, music or whatever. And he was like the producer or songwriter of some Mazzy Star um, right. album or track or something. Yeah. So he was like a legit musician, I guess. But, I mean, just like the strangest weirdo ever. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, thinking about it with perspective, I don't think he was aware of the fact that he was so strange yeah. or that his house was so super creepy and weird. Right. He was like, yeah, like a legitimate weirdo. Yeah. Unaware, unaware. and embracing the whole thing. Uh-huh. So, you know, we're just standing there listening to his music and you were just kind of, you were kind of into it. Yeah. And I was just like. Looking around. Looking at the clock like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What are we going to do? How are like, we going to? I'm just standing there like in silence, just like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait this out. 
so I'm not totally rude. Yeah. Oh man, like that's one of those like uh, rude versus like dead equations or whatever. <laughs> but like I was <laughs> trying to, trying to give you a or... hint, you know, like hey, you know, remember we were supposed to do that thing later? <laughs> and you're like, no, we're not. It's like, dude, oh, you're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but we did uh, finally escape. We did escape, but not after he showed me, uh, and I can't remember you. Did you go in his room? No. Like his bedroom where no. he sl- slept or whatever? No. Yeah. Good move. I was like, nope, I'm going to stay right here <laughs> in the light. <laughs> it was. It was like uh, something from the movie Seven is what, yep. I, what I remember, mm-hmm. but like not with blood or anything, just like with creepiness. Chains and whips and... I don't know. I don't yeah, remember any whatever. of that or whatever, but it was just like in a hole, essentially. Uh-huh. Like he had to crawl into it and out of it or something like that. Like a <laughs> vampire, owl, <laughs> bat, rat. Uh, I don't know, man. It was really weird. It's so strange thinking back to it. I wish I had like a, like a, you know, a video or something that I could I know. watch. Too. I know. I oh, have a, man. I do have a really vivid memory of it though. Still, mm-hmm. you know, how for do, me. So how do we, uh, bid adieu? Um, I think I did this whole thing where I was like, um, you know, I just had to do the whole like, oh my gosh, we're we're gonna be late. Remember that thing I was telling you about? Like, we really need to go. Mm-hmm. Like, and I finally, you know, looked at you in this way where you're like, oh. <laughs> and after you'd seen his bedroom, you're like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're like, oh, thanks so much for having us over. Like as we're like going down the stairs, I was like, oh man. He's like, yeah. oh, do you want me to like walk out to your car? No, that's okay. That's cool. <laughs> I remember he's like, um. Oh yeah, we should you should come back over when you have more time and get pizza or something oh, like that. Yeah. Like hang we're out like, and yeah, have dinner. Totally, dude. We'll totally do that. And like get in the car and shut the door. I was like, we're never talking to him again. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, like he called a bunch oh, I know. and stuff. And like, you know, I finally I can't remember what I finally we did. We just had I a think. ghost. Yeah. I mean, it was just way too much. Right. Because he still wanted to play music and stuff. And, and like, maybe it would have been fine. But yeah. boy, I don't know. Something was up. Mm-hmm. Maybe, we, maybe we would be famous podcasters yeah. by now. <laughs> I have this funny <laughs> feeling dead. that he's still living there above the gallery. God, wouldn't that be crazy <laughs> to go back? We should. I know. We haven't been back to Ferndale since then, basically. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, so we started to realize that the North Coast, although it has lots of fun, you know, like um, reggae and, you know, like tie-dye, weed smoking, (laughs) jazz, um, beautiful beaches, it has this really seedy sort of underbelly to it. And there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of like hardcore drug abuse and there's a lot of like weird crime and yeah. kind of dark sort of witchcraft sort of stuff, like a cult yeah. stuff that goes on there. Well, it's like, you know, uh, Santa Cruz has this rep, this kind of creep, creepy creepo reputation, right? Because it's like Northern California and stuff like that. <laughs> it's like, like the lost boys is yeah. set in, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Santa Cruz and stuff. And it's like, Oh, there's vampires and all this right. stuff. And it's like, I've been to Santa Cruz. I'm like, dude, this is like, this is like so tame compared Malibu to compared to <laughs> exactly. That's almost yeah. almost as big of a like leap in, yep. in vibe or whatever. Like Santa Cruz is yeah, yeah, <laughs> just it's, a cheery like cheery. bustling happening place compared with 
uh, anywhere on the North Coast. Yeah. So basically anywhere south of Trinidad and really anywhere north of Trinidad up to Crescent City, those places are very, very dark yeah. and dank. And they're very like um, lonely mm-hmm. and strange. Yeah. And we just didn't know that until we lived there. We found out by living there. Yeah. And basically we... Uh, <laughs> We, uh, between working at KFC, having all these weird, you know, experiences and knowing that, you know, there's not a lot of sunshine. Yeah. (laughs) There's not a lot of job opportunity. And I decided I was not going to go to Humboldt State Mm -hmm. because they did not have a photography degree. And I just, I wasn't going to be happy with just having an art degree. And I Mm -hmm. knew that if I stayed there, I get stuck there. Mm Mm-hmm. And we just kind of started to feel trapped, I think. Yeah. And even though it's like, you know, we'd made some friends and we're doing we some stuff and we're kind of getting stabilized and everything. It's like, I don't know. When we went back, you know, to, to make preparations and make sure stuff was good for the wedding and everything. And then we got married in Reading. In Reading. Right. And stuff. And I remember going like, man, Redding like has a lot of trees. Like it's really, <laughs> I, I didn't realize how nice it was here when, <laughs> when we lived here before, you know, cause well, like, I don't yeah. know, it seemed like so big. Oh yeah. We'd go back it's and like be like 10 times bigger. So many stores and businesses yeah. here, like yeah. way more restaurants that are open, like all the time and blah, blah, blah. Like it just seemed like it's like the big city. Yeah. But it was just our warped perception, having been so isolated. Mm-hmm. I mean, by our own, like, we chose that. Yeah, totally. Um, but I do think it was a good experience because we proved we could make it on our own. Right. Without our family, without our family's money. You know, we got jobs on our own. We didn't know anybody. So it wasn't like, oh, it's a friend of the family. Yeah. Um, we managed to, you know, live together and and know that we liked living together right. before we got married. Mm-hmm. And we did all that without any distractions, basically. Like, right. no TV, no whatever. And so I think that we just kind of made it through this experience, which was really kind of intense in a lot of ways. Um, but knowing that we could kind of, um, you know, get through hard times together. Yeah, that we could that we could handle like whatever that adversity was. Like it wasn't going to be a problem to get a place and right. live right. in Reading or wherever. I guess we weren't even considering anything else. Well, not at the time. I think so. You know, once we got married, I remember after we were on our honeymoon, we were like talking. And we were like, we got to get out of Fortuna. Yeah. <laughs> It just dawned on us all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, I think we were in San Francisco and we started talking about it and we were just like, dude, th- that place sucks. And like, <laughs> we had not been able to say that to each other because we were trying so hard to make it work. Yeah. To be positive about it. Yeah. And, like, and just be like, yep, we're doing it, blah, blah, blah. And then once we got married, for some reason, we just were able to admit to ourselves that that was not what we wanted. Yeah. And it was like, we felt really trapped. And it was just like, we have to escape this place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, Neither of our jobs were like really no. going anywhere. Like, no. I don't know. There weren't any other prospects. You weren't going to go to school at Humboldt nope. State. I finished um, my semester. I passed all my classes. Uh, Redwoods. Yeah. I was ready to transfer. I'd done all that work. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. 
it was just time to figure something else out. And so there was all this stuff that we were working on during that period. Like I auditioned for and like basically got the gig um, to drum for Slam. Right. That's right. At that point, like I had that and in Reading, I was able, you know, Slam was like, well, if you're going to move back, I'd like to have you play drums or whatever, you know? So there was that, there was that I could get, there was a job waiting for a full-time job that opened up at the, uh, record searchlight, right? The newspaper. Right. Um, and so like my other job at the searchlight was not full-time. Right. This job didn't require you to have a journalism degree or a bachelor's degree or anything to get it and stuff. And so like, I saw that and I was like, Oh, we're already thinking about doing this. So I called up like one of my, one of the people I knew there who I knew was, um, like, you know, intimately familiar with that job, that position and stuff. And she's like, Oh, we'd love to have you do that. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. So I sent my resume right in. They're like, yeah, I think like I had a, a, like obligatory interview. Right. Yeah. But just, you know, it was done, done deal. And for me, I left a job at the Chester County Arts Council. They didn't want me to leave. It was a paid job. Um, I knew that if I came back, I could most likely do a better job there. Mm-hmm. They paid more money. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah. And then we had all this, you know, safety net. Right. Right. We had both had family there. Yeah. And I remember when we finally decided to leave, I, I told the people that I worked for this nonprofit, I told them I was going to leave and they begged me not to go. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you're the best office assistant we've had in like 10 years please don't leave like we'll give you a raise and i totally blamed it on you (laughs) threw me under the bus i was was like like, my husband is making i just got married and my husband is making us move back to reading i'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) they must have thought i was they're like they were so mad at me yeah anyway um, they were a really nice group of people to work for actually. Yeah. And so. Oh, well, everybody was really broken up at KFC also that yeah, I was, that I was leaving. Right. Like, I remember that. Like the lady who hired me, um, like cried or whatever. <laughs> she was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, I think we did the right thing by leaving there. Mm-hmm. You know, it really didn't have a lot to offer. Right. But coming back to Reading, in retrospect, was not the right move. We've been here ever since. <laughs> and that wasn't the plan. That wasn't the plan, but it was like we needed a way out. And this that was like the easy, the easiest way to get out of that situation or whatever. And yeah, we weren't like thinking steps ahead. We, we were, were just thinking like, long term. We were still just trying yeah. to swim, you know. Yeah. Um, that was like the easiest, you know, with the current way. Right of doing that. Yeah. And I agree. And I think that at the time that was the best solution. That was the fastest solution Mm -hmm. to, you know, um, moving on from something that we both agreed wasn't the right thing for us. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, looking back on it now, uh, yeah, we could have uh, maybe planned ahead a little more. Uh, we, we basically, uh, just gave our 30 days on our apartment and we got married June 4th, 1999, and we were back in Reading, moved back here by, like, July 
15th or something. Yeah. It was really fast. It seems like it was longer, but I think that's probably no, about right. It was fast. And like, yeah, I drove over to practice with yeah. Slam and stuff like that. That's like, right. drove back. Like, it yeah. was it was happening. So again, it just went from kind of a scramble to another scramble. And um, I don't think we anticipated all the other scrambles that were going to happen after this. But boy, like, this kind of was like the beginning of endless hustle. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, I think that's the story of moving to the coast. And moving es- to the coast, moving back. Escaping the coast. <laughs> um, <laughs> Escape from Humboldt. And getting married. Yeah. And the mar- marriage was nice. The, yeah, it was great. The, the marriage was nice <laughs> in the past tense. You got your uh, picture taken and you didn't die. I didn't die. The wedding. The wedding was nice. Yes. Yeah. The wedding was nice. It was very cheap. It was very shoestring. But it was like, there were a lot of people there. It was a and, legit wedding. Yeah. It was not like 15 people no. and barefoot. Like no. Hobbit. Hobbit wedding. No. We didn't have any bridesmaids or groomsmen. That's right. But we kept that out of the loop. Yeah. 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 But um, no, we had like 125 people there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think that we, I think we were smart in giving ourselves a chance to like actually get to know each other uh, in this way yeah. that was kind of isolating. But I think it was important for all the things that came later. Yeah, I can't say I would change it um, because, like, some of those experiences I still think about a lot. And, uh, you know, there's a certain value to having done that and everything. And, um, you know, not as great. Sometimes I still have nightmares that I've I've moved back to (laughs) Humboldt County. And, um, you know, all all this stuff is happening in in the nightmare. And uh, then I wake up and I'm like, Oh. You're like, oh my god, I'm not in that apartment. Oh, it's always uh, South Southern Humboldt County too. Yeah. It's never like Trinidad. No, like if I had a dream where I moved to Trinidad well, and I was living a, there, I'd be, be like, a good dream. Yeah, it would not be a nightmare <laughs> for the most part, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, totally. But yeah, it's always like Fortuna or Lolita. Oh, <laughs> let's not talk about Lolita. <laughs> Ferndale. Um, yeah. Petrolia. Yeah. So anyway, I definitely wouldn't trade it. Um, but and I learned a lot. I learned a lot too. Um, but I didn't learn enough. <laughs> right. I <laughs> didn't learn everything all at once in a perfect amount of time yeah. because then I continued making mistakes later. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we'll definitely get into the rest of those mistakes yeah. Yeah. in more detail in future episodes. For sure. Um yeah, this is kind of the, it's a little calm, I think, before before the real storm of the rest of the story. Yeah, it's crazy to think about that that and everything that happened with that is the calm, but it really is the calm. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, thanks so for hope- moving to the coast with me. <laughs> hey, you're welcome. <laughs> thanks for saying yes when I asked you to marry me. Oh, you're welcome. On that walk. Thanks for finally asking. Thanks for making me ask you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. Okay. Love you, babe. I love you too. And stay tuned for episode four.